0: every team, every topic, everywhere this is believe.
1: I would say with comedy it's just it's it's easier because I think I'm a lighthearted guy who likes comedy and and, and kind of can take something and analyze it and I think I have good like text analysis skills where like I can read the script and kind of know what the writer's going for yeah. and be able to say it in a funny way.
0: Welcome to 94 and More, a podcast presented by Bristol Studio. I'm Jake Fenster, and today I'm joined by Sam Lerner. Sam, thanks for joining the show. Happy to be here. We were just speaking offline about it a little bit, but uh, what have the last 14 months been like for you? It's, it's been been crazy for everybody, but you know, take us through what the what day, day has been like for you and, and all the challenges you've faced.
1: Dude, I mean, so the beginning of, of the quarantine was definitely like an adjustment period. Um, you know, but it was kind of, I feel like it was kind of fun in certain ways, because it was like, you're stuck inside, like, you know, you get to watch all the shows that you haven't seen. And and I don't know, it kind of felt like just looking on the bright side, it felt like yeah. a nice little change to to really like take pride in where you live and, and make it nice and make it a place that you want to spend your whole day. And, and um, you know, so it was a little, it was, it was fun at first. And then I think I got a little antsy towards the summer. Obviously everyone did. Um, But then I went back to work. Our show
0: yeah. was
1: picked up and, and they knew that we were going to be filming during the pandemic. So we shot 22 episodes of the Goldbergs season eight in, in the pandemic. So that was, that was crazy. Like the, the adjustment of being tested like five days a week and like feeling like I can't really have yeah. a social life outside the show, just cause I didn't want to risk, you know, getting COVID and then shutting the show down. But I mean, dude, it was like a really great year for me in a lot of ways, you know, like I bought my first yeah. house and I was able to, you know, work and do what I love and, you know, and no one really, really close to me was sick or or you know got really really sick or passed away or anything so i i feel like i kind of made out in a good way yeah
0: well so were you shooting when the pandemic you know first happened and everything shut down were you on set already
1: yeah we were so we were shooting our season finale actually season seven because that was we usually wrap at the end of march and then march was when it was when it hit so yeah. And, and leading up to that, I was in China, Milan, New York, and Las Vegas, all from December 2019 to March 2020. Jesus. So everyone likes to make the joke that I'm the one who brought COVID everywhere. Because yeah. as yeah. I would go somewhere, it I would start like breaking it. out, and then I would have to leave that place.
0: Yeah. No, it's, it's crazy because we were also on the road a lot from about the same time, like from uh end of december you know we were in we were in paris in january new yeah. york in february then chicago in february and then portland in march like right right literally the weekend before everything shut down so we were just kind of astonished that everything happened the way it did um, we definitely didn't see it coming and we were like really prepared for more travel and more chaos and everything um but yeah. what was that like for you what happened, you know, do you remember how you found out that the show was was the production was being shut down and uh being all yeah, well, at once? Well,
1: I was really stressed because it because like I said, I had been in Milan. This was like end of February. I, I, I had gone to Milan because Olivia, my girlfriend, was doing like a fashion week there th- thing there for Ferragamo. And mm-hmm. so she brought me as a plus one and I had to get permission from the show to even go because I was shooting like the week after we got back. And they and this was like before COVID was really a big thing, like people knew about it, but it wasn't like, oh, it's in America and it's breaking out. It was it was in that like in-between phase. So I asked them if I could go and they were like, they were like, yeah, of course, have fun. Just, you know, be safe, come back and, and you'll go to work. So I come back and then I get a call from like our main producer saying, hey, Sam, I'm so sorry, but because you were in Milan and COVID just broke out there, yeah, I unfortunately can't have you on the set. So they wrote me out of an episode which was like kind of a bummer. Yeah, this was like the second to last episode. And then the next one was our finale. So I couldn't even like finish out the season. So that was definitely pretty crazy and and weird. And I felt like I was being like fired or targeted for for like, for having traveled. But you know, it was just, it was the safe thing to do.
0: And then, so then after that happened, they, you guys finished the season. And you take a break, right? Usually, how long is that break?
1: Yeah. So, we, so I mean, most years it's, so it's, it's the hiatus. We usually wrap like the end of March. And then if the show gets picked up, we don't usually find out until May. So, right now, I'm actually in that in between phase where I think the show's gonna get picked up, but I don't, they don't tell us anything really until the network starts deciding what shows they're canceling or picking up, which usually happens around May. Um, so, and then we usually come back like end of July, early August. So, you know,
0: if it, the if it works, <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: now I'm just, I'm waiting, but you know, it's, it's, I have my first shot of the vaccine. And so now it's, yeah. you know, just being safe until I can get fully vaccinated and then try to, you know, see if maybe the world gets back to normal and I can enjoy the yeah. summer and hopefully go back to work.
0: So since you're on the Goldbergs, and you've been on there since 2013, Mm -hmm. uh, which is a long time to be on one show, and it kind of becomes, I imagine, part of your identity. Uh, It takes over your life in probably a pretty big way. Like you're saying, when you wanted to go to Milan with your girlfriend, you had to get permission to do so. Um, What is it like, you know, being attached to ABC, a major studio, and a part of that show, while also kind of navigating your life and Maybe pursuing other opportunities in acting or other industries. What's that like for you,
1: dude? It's a, that's a really good question. It's so interesting because I'm like, I I don't know. I just feel like a, a network like that has so much going on. That's like I, I like to think that they don't even know who I am because I'm <laughs> I'm just like a random yeah. cast member on one of their shows. But um, it's cool. I mean, it it definitely is overall like the biggest blessing because it's being on a show like that that's consistent is just really lucky a show that does 22 episodes a year is very rare especially now that we're in like the streaming age because you know most of the shows that i even watch are like on hbo max or on netflix or on amazon prime and like those are maybe eight to ten episodes usually so you know it's 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 nice to be on like one of the last sort of sitcoms that's seems to be like a, a formula that might be dying out. I hope they, they don't because I, I grew up watching sitcoms and have always loved them. And so being on one has been really special, but it's, I would say like the only downside to it is that it takes up a lot of the year. So like, it would be nice to work on other things, but the, really the only availability that I have is like April to August. So, you know, yeah. sometimes I can like fit a movie in or, or try to do something else, but for the most part, it's like it keeps us pretty booked up, which is a good thing. So it's like it's yeah. it's mostly a good thing because, you know, the alternative is that I don't have the job and then I'm always totally. Free. And, you know, it could lead to something else. But for now, I've kind of just decided that it it seems like something that I want to just ride out until it's over and and have been a part of something that's so special and yeah. something that was successful. Cause as an actor, you get told no all the time. Like most auditions I go on, they're like, no, no, he was good, but no, not the right fit. Like it's, it's just stuff like that. Um, so being on something that actually works and that's something yeah. that where they want to write for me is like a blessing and something that I would never want to get rid of.
0: So how have you built up that ability to go on these auditions, put yourself out there and then just get rejected and then do it again and do it again and do it again with, you know, you don't you never know, right? Anytime you walk in a room, it's not guaranteed. Uh, where do you think that comes from for you that you have that resolve and ability to like just get rejected and bounce back?
1: Dude, I don't I really don't know. I mean, it's definitely the worst part of the the yeah. the profession. I mean, it's it's me and my friends that are actors, like we all kind of bond over it that we're just like, I'll audition for like any movie and that that dude, Nat Wolf, will get the role. Like he's like <laughs> an actor who's like He's in like a lot of indie films and and also studio films, but like, I don't know. It's just, there's so many times that you build yourself up and you're like, you start to picture yourself having the role and then, and then like, you don't get it. So I don't know. I think you just get used to being rejected, you know, and, and like any industry, you know, when you apply for a job and, and you don't get chosen if you want that job. I mean, it's, it's similar to that, but it's like, I, for us, it's because it's all like we get so excited and we maybe put a lot of work into a character and then it, it just doesn't go your way. I, my dad is an actor. So I grew up watching him kind of go through it and yeah. be rejected a lot and then get some roles and then be rejected. And and so I've kind of grown up around the business, I'd say. But I mean, the, the getting rejected never really gets yeah. easier. You just kind of learn that like, you know, it wasn't meant to be. And you have to kind of have that attitude where it's like your time will come and each no will lead to a yes eventually. So, you know, it's, it's hard, but then when I get a show like the Goldbergs where I've now done 125 episodes, it's like, okay, all the no's led me here. And now it's like, you know, I'm, I get to finally be happy with, with that. So.
0: Yeah. And I think I want to follow up on that. You said your dad is in the industry. Mm -hmm. Um, He's an actor, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So did he like try to stop you at any point from becoming an actor? What was that conversation <laughs> like with him when you told him you wanted to follow in his footsteps? Just kind of take us through that.
1: Yeah. I mean, my parents were really, they were really cool about it because I, I started as a kid, like I was a child actor. And and so I used to get, they would have to drive me to auditions all the time and, and drop me off and then pick me up and, and go over my lines with me and stuff, which Might've been annoying to them, but like, I think it was the type of thing where it's like, okay, well, if he can do it and pay for college, then that sounds great. Cut to all these years later, I didn't even go to college because I was working, which is great. But (laughs) I I think they just, I was like a fun, like I was a kid who liked attention and was like a class clown and, and maybe they realized that I didn't really have any other skills. So acting was the only thing that I could really do. And I'm barely even good at that. But I'm sure
0: you have other skills. I'm (laughs) sure you have other skills. Some other skills. (laughs) Don't be so hard on yourself.
1: Maybe a few, but they, I think they were just, you know, my mom was the one that was really made it important for me to have a normal childhood. Like I went to public school for all of my childhood through high school, graduated high school when a lot of my friends had like been child actors. So they left school so that they could 100% focus on acting. But for me it was it was my my mom thought it was really important to be a normal kid so like i used to turn i would have like an audition on a wednesday afternoon and i would say no mom i want to go skateboarding with my friends and they'd be like okay we'll tell your manager that you don't want to go because you're skateboarding with your friends and my manager would be like what the hell like (laughs) it's audition and but it was important to my mom to let me not miss out on those experiences just in you know in case that was like a special time for me and, and an audition wasn't as important.
0: So, yeah, it sounds like your mom also kind of put it, put the ball in your court. You know, if you wanted to walk away from it or go mess around, it was like, you're going to tell your manager, I'm not going to do that for you. You know, I'm not going to make it easier for you to avoid your responsibilities or the things that you, you know, you said you wanted to be a child actor, you said you wanted to do this. So, you know, take ownership of it. And I'm sure that's probably helped you a lot as you've navigated you know, your way through the industry, just kind of figuring out like the right moves to make or even making the wrong Mm -hmm. moves and then bouncing back from that. Um, What was it like when you got your first role? Just take us through that. Do you remember (laughs) it? I'm sure you do.
1: I I vaguely remember I was nine years old. So like
0: I was super
1: young and it was this movie called Envy um, where I played Ben Stiller's son and Ben Stiller was in it, Jack Black was in it, Amy Poehler, Christopher Walken, it was like this really cool movie. And I, I, I didn't fully get what was happening. It was like one of my first auditions, actually, and I think I like was cute and like looked enough like Ben Stiller that they gave me the role. But I remember them telling me to like sing in the audition because I think it like loosened me up, and they were like, "Just sing a song." And I, I, I don't even remember what I sang, but I remember having to sing and and sitting with the director who was Barry Levinson, who's like a huge director. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it, yeah, it's it's really funny that that was my first job, but I just remember being nervous, but really enjoying it and feeling comfortable at the same time, and. Ben Stiller was really, really nice to me. He he had like invited me to like hang out with him in his trailer and like and like he really was sweet and welcoming. And so I just remember that being an overall really positive experience and and a real cool thing for my first gig, you know.
0: Yeah. So after that first experience, was that that was in a movie, correct? Did yeah, you... this was a movie
1: called Envy that's literally has like seven percent of Rotten Tomatoes. It's like terrible. <laughs>
0: Well, do you, do you care that much about those, the critic reviews and Rotten Tomatoes? And do you pay attention to that stuff?
1: I mean, I think I'm still at the point in my career where I'm like, most things I'm just like lucky to work on. So, you know, I, I do, I definitely don't want to be a part of something that stinks. And I think you can kind of tell based off reading the script and knowing who's involved with it. Um, so, but, you know, it, it definitely isn't great. Like, Couple of years ago, the movie that I did called Project Almanac, that like is how I met yep. Cameron, yep. who's our mutual friend. Um, you know that like I, I think the reviews were not great, and that was something I was really proud of, and like I really felt like was my first like big movie as like an adult. Kind of, yeah. I mean, I was like twenty years old, but you know, as an adult, it, I'm just saying like I was such a kid back then, but totally. you know, like. I, I really wanted that one to do well, and we had signed on for three movies just in case it was really successful, so that you know we would have had a sequel and then another one. So that would have been really awesome. But I mean, overall, like I just want to work on stuff that like makes people happy, and like I think my job is to is to make people laugh and and kind of forget about their troubles and hopefully like enjoy something that I'm a part of.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can only imagine. And I have a, a deep respect for, for what you do because you know, even what I do and when we building a fashion brand or a clothing brand and all these things, you, you, know, you work on these crazy timelines where you're like 12 or 18 months ahead. And so mm-hmm. the product that you're gonna put out, you've already put so much into. So with a movie, you're doing pre-production, production, post-production. You're very involved every day. Mm-hmm. Um, even before then, you're going through the scripts. You're, you're preparing for the role. You're doing everything you can to give it your all. And then mm-hmm. when it comes out as a finished product, someone comes along as like trash. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't uh. like
1: it. Right. Yeah. But you don't. You know, but you have
0: that personal connection to it, where like mm-hmm. even if it's not the next, you know, best picture, it, there's still something you gained from it. You know, you still put all that time and energy into it. You grew from it. Uh, maybe it matured you. Maybe it taught you something along the way that will help you mm-hmm. for that next role. So I feel like that's another really important part of what you do. Um, that gets overlooked pretty quickly. Cause when you do these things, it's it's a it's part of your life. You know, like the Goldbergs, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you've been on it for eight years.
1: Yeah, it's so crazy. I, can, I
0: can't even imagine how much you've grown from you know, just being a human being from when you started to now.
1: Yeah, I was like, dude, I saw photos of like the first time I was on the show. I mean, I was like a different person. It's it's crazy. And that just flew by too, which is which is nuts. But yeah. I mean, you know, you definitely want to do stuff that, that, that you're proud of and you want people to like what you do. But I, I think it's also like, it's a marathon, not a sprint, you know, like I'm, yeah. I'm early enough in my career, I think where I don't need to be making the best stuff right now. I can just kind of, you know, build up my resume and then, yeah. and then hopefully when a really great role comes along, I might be more ready for it, you know? And I think same for you. You know, you all you can do is kind of what you have in front of you, and 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 work hard and try to make the best product. Um,
0: but you can't really yeah. get caught up yeah. in what people think. Yeah, I do, do love you your have, clothes, though. I think oh, you guys I appreciate are really it. Great. Yeah, you're a big supporter. Yeah. Do you yeah. have <laughs> an idea of what that like? If you could pick your perfect role or your perfect movie or show, like, do you have an idea of what that looks like? Do you, that's something you work towards at all in the back of your mind?
1: I mean, I guess like not specifically but like there are definitely like directors that i would love to work with or like you know like studios or companies that i think are like making really cool stuff like i i really like like a24 i think is really cool it's like a production company that makes a lot of good stuff that like i i feel like people our age like to watch and and um i don't know i guess just stuff that's stuff that's kind of challenging and and you know I like, I like tones that are kind of about serious subjects with like humor involved, like, um, you know, like a lighthearted drama, something like that. Uh, I love like the Seth Rogen type of people. I, I like following in like a footstep of that, like a, like Jonah Hill, like those guys are, are heroes of mine. I just think they're so funny and have done so much great stuff. Um, but I don't know. I mean, like you know, I think for me next doing like a, like a great movie that goes to like a film festival would be great for me, you know, to kind of be seen in a different light than what people probably know me most from, which is the Goldbergs, which is like, you know, a half hour silly comedy, maybe to see me do something more serious would be like a goal of mine in the, in the future. But I also really like comedy and I want to continue to do that. Like if I could do the Goldbergs for Twenty more years, I would. It's just not. It doesn't have that those kind of legs. So it's 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 it's. I think as I get older and as I experience more life, yeah, I can kind of open myself up to new, cooler, deeper roles.
0: Are there projects that you say no to? Like, do you have pro- like projects that you just won't do when you they come across you or your agent? And what are the criteria I mean, that you look for that would be all right? I can't do that or. All right. Interesting. Maybe we got to, you know, take a step further and see what they're about or what are some of those things that you look at when, you know, judging a script or an idea?
1: It seems I don't get a ton of those, but I, I guess I did more recently. And now that I've been kind of busier with the show, I think my mm-hmm. reps kind of know the stuff that I am looking to do in my off season. But like, I, I definitely had like a couple like indie film auditions that maybe had like not a ton of backing where people are like, you'd be perfect yeah. for this. And and there were some that I wanted to do, but like, I don't know if the script is really good and the people behind it are cool. Like it's definitely something you can get excited about. It's not like I only wanna work on stuff where I'm getting paid a lot or only stuff with like huge people attached. It's If, if a story is good, like I would love to do it, but there is a lot of stuff that gets made that's like not great. So yeah. I think you just kind of need to be able to identify that. Like, I think I've also done enough things now where I know what to look for. Like I did a like an like what was an indie film a few years ago. And then I didn't realize it was basically softcore porn. Like I was like (laughs) the funny I was like the funny best friend to this kid who's like, yo, this like older chick wants to wants to hook up with me. And I'm like, yo, that's awesome. I was like the classic like Jonah Hill in super bad role who's like, dude, you gotta go hook up with that MILF. So cool. And then it ended up being a lifetime movie where like the, oh God! The, the woman like ends up trying to kill him, like after sleeping with him. It was like a whole thing. It was not the my you proudest moment. You didn't see
0: that coming. You didn't see that part of it coming. I mean,
1: I read the script, so like I knew what it was, but I, I, I guess I just saw it in like a
0: you saw different it tone.
1: It was a different tone, I think, when I read it, and maybe that was on me. But I also like wasn't busy at the time, and and as actors, I, I think like, especially when you don't work for a while, like you will kind yeah. of want to just work. And so if a script comes along and you book a job, you know, it's, it's, it, it is hard to say no to it. But I, I just think that now that I have that experience, I would know to be like, okay, well, if I'm not getting paid a ton and the script's not that amazing, like, you know, I played the funny best friend before, like, maybe I skipped this one, you know? So <laughs> I, I think it's just as you're, as you evolve, yeah. like you learn what to look for and like what, you're looking to do and what you're not. But, but I'm not like so in demand that people are like knocking on my door, like we need Sam in this movie. And I have to be like, no, I'm not doing that.
0: Hey, I mean, it'll happen. It'll happen with time. Like you said, saying no and, and kind of just doing your thing and building that resume. You'll get to that place. Um, yeah. I want to ask- I hope I can get about... to the
1: place where I can turn down
0: lots of movies. Hey, you definitely will. <laughs> I, I don't doubt it. Um, but I want to <laughs> ask more about once you do accept a role, what is your process like? How do you prepare for the roles?
1: Um, you know, depends. I, I, a lot of like, just going through the script and it's kind of like your Bible. You know, you just look through it a million times and you try to find things that maybe you didn't realize and and kind of build like a full character for a person. Like if, if it's a film, you know, you're you're catching this character on this certain day in their life so it's like what came before that like how did this person become the way that they are and I you know I haven't worked on a ton of stuff where I've had to do like lots of backstory work but as I'm getting older and trying to play better roles it's it's become a lot more important to me to like really try to make these people like a full person as opposed to me just kind of relying on my natural ability and reading the script and going, oh, I can say that and make it sound believable. Um, I think that that's kind of what separates like, like, you know, decent actors to really good actors is putting so much behind just what's on the, the script, you know, and what's in the text and, and making it seem like a full person. So you know, I, I have like an acting coach that I really like that. I haven't seen in a few years because I've mostly just been doing the Goldbergs, which is, you know, more of like comedy and not really needing to go too deep for, but you know, if I have like a great project, then I'll talk to him about it. And we kind of dissect the script together and we go through it and might spend like a couple hours per day, like just finding things that would make my performance more believable or would just deepen it and make it more of a full person.
0: So with the comedy roles um, and you, when you say you don't have to go so deep, is that because you kind of, you, you think your natural personality is, you know tends to be comedic and, and plays into that side of things. So when you, when you take on those roles, you're kind of just being yourself in a way, maybe a different version of yourself, but mostly. Yeah. Same I think you nailed it.
1: I think you just nailed it. I think I think it's like especially my role on the Goldbergs it's like he's a he's a now he's like 21 like a 21-year-old kid from Philly who is in love with a girl. I mean it's you know it's 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 a relatable yeah. thing for me and and the way that they write the character and now they've kind of written it to to be in to make it sound natural for me and and they kind of write in my voice and and so with something like that, it's, you know, it's, it's not as much of a stretch. And I think the hardest part on a show, like the Goldbergs is like learning the lines. Cause we have like full mouthfuls where we, and it, and it's all like based on timing. Cause you know, the, like a show or yeah. a sitcom is like very beat oriented. So like, it's like, you know, I have to say my line with a certain cadence and then they say theirs. Yeah. And it's like, it's like a, like, you know, it's like ping pong, like back and forth. And it's, it's, it's very specific the the way that it sounds. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I would say with comedy, it's just, it's, it's easier because I think I'm a lighthearted guy who likes, you know, comedy and, and, and kind of can take something and analyze it. And I think I have good like text analysis skills where like I can read the script and kind of know what the writer's going for and be able to say it in a funny way.
0: So like you kind of just alluded to, um, you have a lot of lines to remember and you have to bounce off of so many different characters. How long, I mean, you have the the general script, right? You have the episodes, but I'm sure they make writing changes kind of last minute at times. Um, Can you kind of take us through what that's like? Like maybe a time where you got handed a script kind of last minute that had changes and and how you kind of adapted to it and then, you know, put it into play in filming and, and just what that's like?
1: Yeah, that can be like, that can be kind of tough, you know, cause you do spend, you know, a good amount of time, like memorizing and learning and, and preparing so that when you show up, you know, you can be a professional and not like winging it when you're there, but what, you know, th- they do sometimes change it on you. And that's, that kind of, you might need like an extra 20 minutes to go over your lines and, and a show like ours, we we have uh, uh, a woman there who's job is to run lines with us and make sure that we know them so Mm -hmm. on a show like ours where it's like a well-oiled machine they kind of know to prepare for it and if they do switch it up on us then they know that we might need a little more time to get it down and, and make it feel natural but you know i think it's just the nature of of the business and the nature of of like a sitcom Cause there, there is writing changes coming down from the office sometimes and, and not so much this past season because of COVID, it kind of felt like they knew that it was already such a tough thing that we were doing to produce 22 episodes of television. So I think they kind of like would give us the script and then like, let us just be with it unless something like definitely wasn't working, but there were times years ago when we had a different showrunner where you know, we would be about to film a scene and then we'd get a whole new script of like all these changes. And that was oh, that God. was a little tough to do it on the fly. But, you know, I, I think it becomes like kind of a skill. Like it's even memorizing lines now is like much easier for me because of a show like The Goldbergs where you're used to having to say so many lines. And, and in some days, maybe you're doing five scenes, you know? So so being able to memorize, I think is, is tough for some people but I, it's gotten a lot easier for me over the years.
0: Is there anything that you can you know call out for maybe people that are listening that are aspiring actors um that you think you've learned I mean you've been acting since you were 9. So is that 19 years? Yeah. Are and there things so, that yeah. you've learned along, <laughs> a lot <laughs> a lot not to not to make you sound old, you know. Um Oh my god. Are there things 20 years. you've learned along the way that you can share with them maybe like shortcuts or you know just important nuggets of information that you've gathered.
1: Um, I would say just, you know, be specific with your choices and like try to think about making choices that other people might not make, and and and, and bringing yourself to a role. Like, what? Why should someone hire me over like a Nat Wolf? I'm just using him as an example because he <laughs> sounds roles, like he sounds I like your rival he did uh, by the way I, I know him vaguely he's a really nice dude so like no nothing against him um if he's listening but uh, <laughs> I no i would good. i would yeah I, I think we're fine i think like like just what why should someone choose me like what is different about me or and and like kind of playing to my strengths and and trying to bring parts of of me of sam to any role which will make it feel more real and like there's a real person behind that rather than someone just saying lines. Um, so I would say that that deepening yourself and 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 caring about art and about movies and about TV shows and understanding the tone that maybe your right the writer that wrote the project is going for and just kind of really like like burying yourself under it yeah. and and you know, to like the rock says, like to be the hardest worker in the room, it's, it's, it's yeah. everyone's gonna, everyone has the same script and has, you know, about the same amount of time to prepare. So, what can you do that's gonna be special or, or that's gonna make, that's gonna like make you unique? I, I guess like, you know, finding what makes you different is really important. But also in like in acting, I would say just, you know, don't give up because it really is you do get a lot of no's before you get told yes like i've probably been on thousands of auditions over the years and i've booked like maybe you know whatever i've done on imdb like 30 projects or something 40 <laughs> projects like like and that's yeah. crazy you know thousands and thousands over the years it's it's not you know it's it's not it's not as redeeming i guess so yeah. so yeah
0: yeah, I mean, it's a, I think those are really important points. Um, and it's definitely one of those really tough industries where you're gonna hit your head against the wall over and over again. And eventually like a door is just gonna open and, and you gotta be ready to, to go in it. Um, what do you say? Cause I, I think we're at an interesting point, uh, like our generation, we've seen a lot of people kind of bootstrap and do web series or you know, write, write a small independent short. And then it gets turned into a feature film, things like that. Um, What is your experience, you know, being around that? Is that something that you're interested in doing, writing your own content, acting in it, producing, directing, all of that? Is that something you've given any thought to?
1: Yeah. I, you know, especially like during slower periods where you're not doing as much, it's, it's definitely easier to be, when you want to be creative, it's like so many people now are just making their own opportunities. And so I, I do think like a web series is awesome. I think that people that have a vision that wanna like write, produce, act direct in something like, I think that's really cool. And you see a ton of people that are now like becoming huge from things like that because they had like an original idea and they did something in their own voice and it gets seen by the right person who is looking to make the next thing with someone's specific voice that speaks to them. And so I think it's awesome. For me, I've had a tough kind of time. I've tried writing various things over the years. And I think that I, I am developing better writing skills, but it's, it's, it's tough. It's, it's hard. And I think I'm kind of a perfectionist and I don't want to make something that's mediocre. And, and so I, I don't know, it's definitely something that I want to do in my career. I want to write and I want to direct eventually. And I, and I would love to like make my own stuff, but I think for now, like, you know, trusting people that really know what they're doing and being able to just act in, in things that are, that I already think are good are, you know, is, is a real blessing. And the fact that I'm even able to do that, I think is my main focus. But I think if I get bored enough, I will try to write something (laughs) that hopefully will be good enough that I would want to do something with it.
0: No, that's amazing, man. Thank you for, for speaking on all of that. Um, is there anything else like outside of acting that you're interested in pursuing? Outside mm, of acting, entertainment, you know, directing all that.
1: That's a good question. Are you, like a, are you um, a chef maybe? <laughs> sometimes I, I don't know if that's my passion. Eating is definitely my passion <laughs> cooking. Not so much. I just, I get really overwhelmed in the kitchen. It, it really stresses me out. Like I was making Pomodoro like recently, which is probably one of the easier pastas to make. It's like, tomatoes
0: hey from scratch I, I don't know how to make pasta from scratch so
1: i was making it from scratch so that's kind of cool but that's impressive i was freaking out and i was like screaming for my girlfriend i was like live <laughs> live Liv, i need your help i i'm the sauce is it's not you know it's not cooking down enough and it's gonna taste terrible and i was freaking out um i don't know i i think i'm super into like I'm definitely into, you know, fashion. I think I'm a fan from afar. I, I don't know if I would ever yeah. want to like work in it, but I like to pay attention to what's, you know, what's cool. And, and, and like, I am, you know, have my own style. And, and so I, I'm passionate about that. I, I think I'm passionate about sports and, and I like to, you know, play basketball. Yeah. Like we've done many times. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I will say, yeah. I have to give you credit for, for being one of those guys that just hustles just plays Dude, hard I work
1: hard man doesn't Did stop running for my lack of skill in get my all the rebounds effort
0: you know the effort's 150 percent there so i have to i have to make sure that i uh, i call that out <laughs> yeah but,
1: i i i mean i like sports and and i do i do like food and and so it's that's <laughs> definitely something that i've thought of like i i love like, I find a restaurant that I'm really, that I really like that maybe that not a lot of people know about. And like, I kind of show it to my friends. And, and I think that that's something maybe in the future that I would want to yeah. try to do, like something in the restaurant yeah. industry, maybe I can see whether that. it be like trying to open my own or, or, you know, invest in one and be a part of one. I, I don't know. I mean, it just seems like a world that I'm really involved in. And I like to, you know, I, I know a couple chefs who, are so talented and I, I just think that that's such a such a cool job and such a cool world
0: yeah i mean i i can definitely see that for you um yeah but that's that's kind of everything i have for you today i don't know if you have any questions or anything else that you want to get across on this episode
1: dude i you know those shorts that you guys recently dropped the one with the triple yeah, logo they,
0: yeah the, the gradient uh the triple hem gradient shorts
1: bro So cool, by the way, I buy them and I'm wearing the maroon ones and I was wearing them all the time. Cameron Fuller comes over and he steals them from me and I still don't have them. Yeah. And he and he tried to make it that we were doing like a trade. So he left his shorts that he had worn over to my (laughs) house so that I could wash them for him, by the way. And they were shorts that I had already given him. They were Eric Emanuel shorts that I gave him out of the kindness of my heart. And then he has the audacity he to steal my all new other ones. ones.
0: Yeah, so I see why you guys are no longer living together. It all makes sense. Bro, to me. I mean, it's
1: like, that's one of, that's one of many. I'm just <laughs> kidding, it's, but, no, I'm but those are so cool. Um yeah, I, I, I'm Whoa. curious what, what are you guys up to and and um, yeah. what's, what's next for you?
0: Can yeah, I ask so- you a question? yeah you can totally um yeah so we actually have we have a big event at the end of april um we're going to be doing we haven't announced yet but it's going to be uh a bunch of new styles that we haven't released kind of more elevated um like new cargo pants that are zip off shorts uh reversible flight flight jackets um some some new kind of style of button-down shirts that have that pay homage to basketball in a really cool way um, Dude, that's awesome. Some, a bunch of new styles of triple hem shorts, crazy colorways. Um, we're sublimating the mesh with like some cherry blossom, um, uh, a couple other different, you know, cool patterns. So we're just getting really creative with it and just kind of expanding the line. Um, we just dropped like those water bottles, coasters. So really kind of working on growing the lifestyle component of the brand. And I love that. Getting back to playing basketball, having the run again. Um, just having a place for people to come interact and and just spread kind of joy and happiness again from what has been. Dude, that's just, awesome. Uh, a tough year for for everybody, so yeah. it's, it's a lot. It's exciting, and uh, and yeah, just like like I said, really, really looking forward to 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 all of that and just being able to be outside in the world and and just sharing everything that we've been working on behind closed doors for so long. Dude, that's awesome. I'm I'm really stoked for you guys. Also, I love that cargo pants that zip into shorts
1: is making a comeback and that's cool now and you yeah, guys are gonna make them
0: yeah. so cool we're, we because we all had those growing up and we all kind of looked at each other and we're like we have to bring this back we have to figure out a way to make exactly but it was way. so
1: lame like like there was like it was it cool was. when we were young and then it became lame and yeah. now, now like
0: that the functionality is brilliant it's huge it's, when it's hot out you just zip them up you know you want to wear your pants in the morning it gets hot you zip it off and you just put your Uh, it's two different fabrics so it's a canvas and a sport nylon so it kind of again oh my god it's it's unique it it pays homage to the game and and to you know Mm -hmm. sports fabric sportswear fabrics um so it is not your traditional cargo pant but again yes it has that element of you know functionality where you're like and i'm not uh your traditional (laughs) guy
1: so i need
0: this they're perfect they're actually called the jake cargo pants because dude all i've been wearing are cargo pants and we were like we have to design cargo pants. I got to stop wearing other brands. So Dude, that's so that cool. Was,
1: what an honor to be the named str-
0: hey. to be the name of I, the pants. I am honored and I cannot <laughs> wait to, to actually wear them. Um, I don't even have them yet. So it's exciting. But, Dude, that's but yeah, so man. cool.
1: Well, it sounds great. I mean, I, I love everything that you guys do. And and I think you guys are so have such a unique voice and care about basketball so much. and And you guys are just really talented. I think
0: everything you
1: make is really, is really special.
0: I appreciate that, man. I appreciate all the kind words and, you know, thanks again for doing this today and good luck with setting up the rest of the house. I know it's a pain in the (laughs) ass. So let me know if you need any help. Of course, bro. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, man. Be well. Take care. Good to see you, man. Thanks for this. No problem. Peace. This podcast is presented by Bristol Studio, sound editing by Rashad Allen, music by James Grissom. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.